Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. I said, praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. It feels so good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. It is a privilege to be in the house of the Lord. I thank the Lord for letting us be here today. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Amen. We want to thank the Lord for uh, uh, Brother Johnny and Lifeline. Amen. For the expansion of the... Amen. We want to thank the Lord for those brothers. Amen. We still need some help with the painting and the other stuff. So if there's anybody else who would like to volunteer, amen, you can lift up your hand right there where you're at. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Amen. You guys can just talk. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Just talk to brother. Uh, thank you, brother. Amen. Thank you, brothers. Please talk to brother uh, Johnny, and he will direct you on what we should we got to do here. Thank you so much. Amen. We're moving forward. The church is going forward. Amen. With the help of the Lord. Amen. The devil is a liar. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen. So I believe that God, God's going to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost here today. I believe God's going to deliver somebody here today. Amen. I believe the Lord's going to speak to somebody here today. So let's all stand right now as we receive our preacher. Amen. For today. Amen. We have, we uh, invited Brother James, but Brother James had a previous engagement. Amen. No, I let him go to another church. And, uh, and we have uh, called Brother uh, Cervante to come and preach to us whatever thus saith the Lord. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, let go and let God. Let go and let God. Let's give God a round of applause for our preacher here today. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, I know we can do better than that. Somebody shout, praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. The word of God is quick, powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to dividing asunder of joint and marrow down to the bone. It's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. We also must be ready to receive the engrafted word with meekness that's able to save our souls. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing of the word of God. We need the word of God. Without it, how can we change our lives? Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? His word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. It's up to us to receive this word today. God has been gracious enough to save us, pulled us out of darkness, picked us up, turned us around, and filled us with that word. Turn to somebody next to you and tell them, we need it. We need that word. And we're glad to be here one more time in the house of the Lord to receive it. God has been so good to us. We wouldn't be here without him. We wouldn't be here without his word. I said we wouldn't be here without his word. Get as much of it as you can. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing of the word of God. And without faith is it impossible to please him. Can somebody shout amen? Uh, we have a word that we'd like to share here today if that's all right. Is that all right? Amen. 
those of you that are ready, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to read two portions of scripture. We're also going to read from Psalm 103, the 103rd Psalm. I won't be too long. I'll probably only take about two or three hours. And then we're out. Because we can get long-winded, long, long. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and everything that he's done for me, my, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Thank God, Jesus, for saving me. Hallelujah. Ephesians, the second chapter, and beginning in verse 11. Those of you that got it, shout amen. amen. Wherefore, remember that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ being aliens. Somebody say aliens. Aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Same chapter, verse 19. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens. Somebody say citizens. Citizens with the saints and of the household of God. The 103rd Psalm, beginning at verse 1, reads as follows. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Everybody knows that part, but do you know verse 2? Turn to your neighbor, tell him, do you know verse 2? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. There's benefits to this. There's benefits to serving the Lord. It's beneficial for you. It's beneficial for you to serve the Lord. Bless them all, my soul, and all that is within me. Amen. Going back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12, I'm just going to glean two portions, two segments of those scriptures. Um, at that time, you were without Christ, being aliens. And verse 19, now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens, citizens. For the next few moments, I would like to speak to you on the topic, alien citizens. Alien citizens, every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you. We know that you're doing a good work, and you said you will perform it all the way to the day of Jesus Christ. We thank you for that. Continue to strengthen us, guide us, direct us, have your way in our lives, in this house, in this place. Move me out of the way, God, that your word will be delivered, God, in the way that you gave it to me, Lord, for the benefit of your people. We thank you, Lord, one more time. We give you all the glory, and when it's all said and done, we give you all the praise. Everybody that was thankful and ready said, in Jesus' name, clap your hands like you've lost your mind. Come on, I know we can do better than that. Give them a praise. Hallelujah. We came here for Jesus. We didn't come here for me. We didn't come here for the praise team. We didn't come here for any of that. We came for Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love you, God. I love you, Lord. 
God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Alien citizens. Those of you that are in the front, turn around, make eye contact with somebody and tell them you are an alien citizen. You're an alien citizen. In the portion of scripture that we read in Ephesians, Paul is writing a letter to the church at Ephesus, and he's trying to change their mindset um, of being one that was formerly without hope. He's saying that before, before you came to God, you didn't have a hope and you were without God and you didn't have a promise. You didn't have something to look forward to. Um, you didn't have that. But now that you've come to Christ, he's explaining to them that you were foreigners before you were aliens. An alien is somebody that is not born naturally in the country in which they dwell. Somebody that goes to another country that was born in one country and comes to another place is known as an alien. And all of us in this room that have been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, you have received the new birth experience, hence you are born again. You are born as a citizen of a kingdom. One more time. You are born as the citizen of a kingdom by right. It belongs to you. You have been born into this thing, and it's a birthright that nobody can take away. And since you are born as a citizen of this kingdom, Paul is telling these people, he says, you have now a hope, and you have a covenant promise that you have to look forward to. He said, you're not like the rest of the people. You're not the same as the other people. You're not how you once even were before you came to God. Because before you came to God, all you were really hoping for was just to make it to the next day. Or to make it to another hit. Hello, somebody. Your hope was different. And I believe, I feel, I'm convicted within my heart. That there's a lot of people in the church and in the kingdom of God that have forgotten that hope. Hello, somebody. They have quickly forgotten the promises that they've been birthed into and born into. There are people that have been born into wealthy families. They don't know what it's like to be poor. They don't know what it's like to go without. They have the benefit of always having money there. Amen, somebody. And so it is with being born into the kingdom of God. Uh, you don't have to be hopeless. You don't have to be without hope. You don't have to live and walk with your knuckles dragging on the ground. And, not, and walk with your lip hanging on down like somebody took your lunch money. And somebody then took your last friend from you because now you have a hope. And you have a promise to look forward to. I wish I had a witness early on 
The problem is, is that people have forgotten the benefits of serving God. Somebody say benefits. See, there's benefits to this. That's why I encourage you to just keep on singing. Keep on praying. Keep on running the aisles. Keep on jumping. Keep on dancing. Keep on teaching because there's benefits when you work in the kingdom of God. Just like you work in your secular job, those of you that work full time, there's benefits where you work at. You got the 401k, 6% match up to 50%. Company just gives you free money. Amen. You got medical, dental, vision. You get uniforms. You get gasoline allowance. You get benefits. They don't take that from your regular pay. That's just stuff that they just throw on top to just kind of just hook you up. Benefits. How many people know what benefits are? I'm not talking to people like, oh, no benefits? It's benefits. But I feel as a, as a church and as a, a people of God that we've forgotten that, you know, you know you got medical insurance, right? You, you know you got the 401k with Jesus, right? You know you got some things. And when you have these certain things, you don't worry about things like broken arms because you got medical insurance. And you don't worry about things like getting sick because you got insurance. You don't worry about things like retirement. You don't worry about those things. But in the kingdom of God, it seems like lately we've been getting worried about a lot of stuff. And somebody has forgotten about the benefits. Am I preaching to anybody here yet today? People have become focused now on what the latest analysts and analytical people are saying, these financial analysts. I've been looking at videos and seeing things on uh, the TikTok and all that stuff. I know you watch TikTok. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. You watch TikTok too. And people are coming out saying, you know what? Enjoy the rest of this year. Because by the end of 2023, the United States will go into another recession. And what that means is the value of your home or your job, things will begin to deteriorate and decline. We bought our house a year ago, it was 600000 Now that value has gone up substantially. And what they're telling us is get ready because the value of that is going to fall. They also tell you go out and look at the gas station signs. And you see that price of $6, which was once $4 last year. And now you look at the sign that says $6. Something's got to give. And all of the money that they've been popping into the, 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 the circulation the stimulus checks you've been getting, all this free money to stimulate the economy is just devaluing the dollar. Hello, somebody. You're looking at the cost of food now. When you went to Food for Less, you spent 100 Now you're spending 150 for the same amount. Because the same truck that it took to get it to that supermarket, the cost to put fuel in that truck has also gone up. Hello, somebody. 
And these are the things that we're looking at now. And everything is everybody's talking about is this has gone up and that's gone up. But God doesn't want you to be concerned about those things. In the kingdom of God, when you are a citizen of his kingdom, there is a culture that his people must have. The culture that his people must have is one of, I have a hope aside from what you're telling me. I hear what you're saying, but that doesn't affect me. And I hear the rules that you're trying to impose upon me, but those rules don't apply to me because I live in a supernatural kingdom where supernatural things can happen to me. I'm not worried about what's in the paper and what's in the CNN. I'm not worried about what Google says and what TikTok says. I'm not worried about the any or any of that because the kingdom that I'm a citizen of comes with benefits and I have a different hope than what it is that you're trying to put on me. I wish I had a witness somebody early on that knew what I was talking about and that could understand what I was saying. Somebody make a joyful noise unto the Lord. If he's been good to you, would you shout today? If he brought you from a mighty long way, give God a praise. Hallelujah, you may be seated. God has always been in the business of providing for his people. If you are a citizen of the kingdom, there's programs for you in the kingdom. God has social services. Lord, have mercy. Help us, Jesus. The scripture says, I was young and now I am old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. I don't care what the receipt says at Food for Less. I don't care what the bill says at the gas pump. I don't care what the guy says on the TikTok video. Uh, your recession does not apply to me. Neither does your gas price does it apply to me. It doesn't apply to me. It might apply to you if you live in that system, but I'm a, a part of a different economy. I operate under a different financial realm than that. My, my pocketbook is not subject to your gas pump. Oh, praise the Lord, somebody. Because I don't operate in that realm. I'm in a different economy. How would it be if over at Canada, they passed a law that said, you know what? Nobody can have guns anymore. I would be like, well, that's on them. That doesn't really affect me because I'm over here. I'm in the United States. I'm not a Canadian citizen, so whatever they got going on doesn't affect me. When you're a citizen of the kingdom of God, you can think like that about what's going on in the world. Oh, I see what's happening in the world, but I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. Therefore, what you have going on, it does not affect me. I'm so sorry for you. God bless you. I wish somebody knew what I was talking about. 
God has brought us a mighty long way. Those of you that know me and my wife, we've come through some things. The scripture talks about Paul was addressing the church at, uh, at, at Philippi. And he was telling them that he doesn't speak in respect of want. He said that he learned in whatever state that he is to be content. He said, I have learned how to abound and I have also learned how to be abased. The problem is in the church of God, we think that it's always about abounding, abounding, abounding. I need to be rich. I need to be blessed. I need money. I need inflow. I need income, baby. I want to abound, abound, abound. But how can you abound if you ain't never been abased? You have to go through some things in order to recognize the goodness of God. If you ain't been through nothing, how do you know how good God is? If you've never been in the bitter cold, how do you know how warm that blanket is? You have to first go through some things in order to be able to preach that verse. Because people can say, well, brother, that's easy for you to say. You got a four-bedroom house in Granada Hills. Hold on, rewind that movie. Did you not remember the part where we were in the one-bedroom uh, doing the friends group, the youth group with 20 people outside of the window, people sitting on the stairs? Remember that part? God has brought us a mighty long way. You have to know both how to abound and to be abased. It's all good when you invite it over to somebody's house for smoked ribeyes. But can you go over when it's just rice and, you know? beans do you know how to be abased I think we're doing pretty well considering the gas prices praise the Lord somebody some of us have to know you got to understand look I'll go even deeper on that Paul wrote this after his trip and he landed in Melita and he was shipwrecked and his ship was broken apart and they were out in the bitter cold. And the scripture says that they came in on broken pieces. The boat was busted up and they landed on shore on broken pieces of the boat. Sometimes you have to make it all the way in life on broken pieces. I wonder if anybody's ever made it on broken pieces. When you make it on $400 every two weeks. Oh, come on, somebody. We know exactly what it was like. And God has brought us a mighty long way. Because through it all, we didn't get heartbroken and say, God, why are you allowing this to happen to us? We serve the Lord anyway. We praise them anyhow. It didn't matter if we were broke, beat up from the feet up, toe up from the flow up. It didn't matter. We served the Lord and we kept on trucking. Hallelujah, somebody. 
God don't want his citizens caught up in this world. I said he doesn't want you worried about what the world is doing. That's why the scripture says you have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We always jump when we hear that. We always shout when we hear that scripture. But have you ever slowed down to realize what it actually means? Hello, somebody. It means that whatever is going on in the world, the peace that I have in me is greater than that. The world didn't give me what I have, so the world can't take it away. The position that I'm in is because God placed me here. It has nothing to do with the world. Why all of a sudden would I be concerned about a $6 gas price? About a $5 gallon of milk? Hello, somebody. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it. And the world can't take it away. Oh, come on. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. Somebody got to give God a shout. And somebody got to run an aisle or two. You don't know like I know what Jesus has done for me. We didn't used to have a hope. But now we have a hope. We didn't used to be a people. But now we're a people. Have you forgot your benefits? Ask somebody next to you. Have you forgot what you got coming to you? All of a sudden, you forgot what you had coming to you. Praise the Lord, somebody. The second part of that verse, in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4, where we read, um, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The second part says, they that are of the world, therefore they speak of the world. The world hears them. God don't want you a part of that. God don't want you a part of the financial dealings and the, 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 what's going on with the Fed and the economy, the gas prices. The, the news, listening to the news and this person telling you about this financial analyst saying this and that about the futures and this. God, that, they, that's of the world. They speak of the world. That's them. Let them deal with them. Let the dead bury the dead. I live in a different economy. Oh. Oh. Oh, praise the Lord, somebody. And the Lord, he gives us, he gives us the answer on how to get along. See, it's, it's, it's rough kind of maintaining a dual citizenship because not only are you a, a citizen of, of the kingdom of God, you also have to function as, as an alien, right, here in this world because this world ain't ours. We are but pilgrims passing through, and we have to learn how to get along with the locals. We have to learn how to jibe with the local civilization, the local tribals, the tribes, right? The unchurched, if you will. Jesus said like this. He said, you have heard that it's been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that you resist not evil. If there's bad things happen, let them happen. We got to be out there at the picket line 
Bring down gas prices. Bring down gas prices. Bring down gas. Let evil happen. Jesus said that's not our place. Christian ain't got no place out there with a picket sign. Everyone's like, wow, I never thought of that. Jesus said resist not evil. Resist not evil, but whoever shall smite you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Amen, somebody. That doesn't mean let nobody walk up to you and hit you. I'm not talking about that. And if any man will sue you at the law and take away your coat, let him have your cloak also. And whosoever shall compel you to go a mile, go with him too. Yes, that says twain. I know that means two. Amen, somebody. And to him that asks you, give it. And him that will borrow, don't turn him away. You want to know what the general theme of those four verses is? Jesus is telling you, you know what? Just let it happen. Let it happen. Let it go. Don't worry about it. Why are you preoccupied with that? That does not concern you. Let it go. I wish I knew of a people that would just let it go sometimes. You got to jump up every time that you see the gas price. All you got to do is just say, let it go. Let it go. Turn to somebody next to you. Tell them, let it happen. Let it go. It don't concern you. Jesus is saying, look, it, you just got to let things happen. That's what he's saying. Don't try to control, get in the mix. Worry about things that's beyond our control because we have a different hope. We have a different calling. We live in a different realm. We live in a different kingdom. Oh, I wish I had a witness today, somebody that knew what I was talking about. When you see the news and you hear all the bad stuff that is happening, we got wars in the Ukraine. Lord, have mercy. The scripture says like this, what shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? But we as a group of Christians, as a body, have seemed to forgotten our way. Somewhere along the line, we have got ourselves mixed up as if the world and what's going on with them affects us. But let me tell you something. As a follower of Christ, as a fellow citizen, as a follower, somebody that is born again, baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, you have a different hope and a different calling. And whatever's going on out in the world today, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. It can't come nigh unto me. It can't affect me. Because you're an alien citizen. You a citizen of the kingdom of God operating in a realm that will try to dictate to you how you should feel about your life. Turn to somebody and tell them that doesn't apply to me. It don't apply to me. So there's things that a person must do in order to be a citizen 
of this kingdom and an alien of this world. I have compiled a list. I've been so kind as to put it together in numerical order and present it to you strategically. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say amen. You want to know how to find yourself as part of the economy of God and not part of the economy of this world. There's a few things that you must do in order to maintain citizenship. Turn to somebody next to you. Tell them, are you a citizen? Are you a citizen of the kingdom of God? Number one. Turn to somebody and tell them, tell them number one. One. Romans chapter 12 verse 11 says, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. First off, you got to serve the Lord. If you're not serving the Lord, listen, if you all the time burnt out, that's slothful. That's slothful in business. Because every time you turn around, you burnt out. I'm tired. I'm, I'm burnt out. I'm tired. I can't make it. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. It's going to be very difficult to serve God if you all the time tired. Guess what? How many people are tired? How many people are tired? How many people are tired? Come on now. Come on. Come on. How many people are tired? Everybody is tired. Welcome to the club. But the scripture says, not slothful in business, fervent in what? That means if your supervisor gives you a direction, execute it. Now the microphone was turned off. Can you turn the microphone on? <laughs> if... <laughs> You cannot be slothful and say, you know what, I don't feel like dealing with that right now. What does this have to do with the preaching? Because God wants his servants to be serving him fervent and in, fervent in spirit and not slothful in business. You got to be on it, doing it, working, getting God's attention. Because if you put into God's kingdom, God will put himself into your kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. You got to seek the kingdom of God first. Number two. Follow peace with all men and holiness. Without which no man shall see the Lord. You want all of the benefits of serving in the army, but you don't want to wear the uniform or march. We're just going to let that just sit right there and marinate and sizzle. And yes, holiness. We have to be living a separated life unto the Lord. If you're a Christian, you got to walk like a Christian. 
You got to talk like one. You got to act like one. You got to dress like one. You got to look like one. You can't be running around here cussing people out down on Van Nuys. Wearing Lord knows what. Talking about I go to the church down the street. God wants his representatives to be separated unto him. So that they can receive all the benefits. Amen, somebody. Somebody thinking like, I don't like that one. <laughs> Go to number three, brother. <laughs> number three. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse and prove me wherewith, saith the Lord. See if I don't open up the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing that there will be so much, there's not enough room to receive it. Let me, let me, let me give you an understanding here today. Do you know that at your job, if you receive a check and you are on the payroll, do you know that the federal government deducts a certain amount of your money before you even see it? Who would have known? They said, if you're going to be a part of this system and you're going to have this Social Security, you're going to give us so much of this money. That way we can provide for you benefits. God said, bring the tithes into the storehouse and prove me. See if I don't open up the windows of heaven that pours you out so much that you would have a not enough room to receive it. We're going to let the employer just take it, but we can't turn around and just give it? The alien, the, the country that you're alien of just takes it from you. The country that you're a citizen of, you are, hello? All you got to do is give it. He said, you can be a part of this financial system. You can tap into the benefits. Prove me. If you do this, I will do. There's some people that give. You that are Christians that give and you say, you know what? I just want to give the money and I don't expect nothing in return. I don't want nothing. You give in vain. Because you're not doing what the scripture says. The scripture says bring the tithes in the storehouse and then prove me. It's two parts, two verbs, two actions. Give, prove. Bring, prove. Why are we bringing but not proving? Hello, somebody. I got benefits. Amen, somebody. Bring you all the tithes in the storehouse. You know that in the storehouse, there is blessing stored up so much that you can't receive it. When he says, I'll open up the windows, he says he'll open up a little tiny door, a little tiny piece, and that little outlet, that little tiny hole will come out with so much that you can't even receive that. But you've got to bring in order to activate the benefits of being a citizen of the kingdom of God. Turn to somebody next to you, tell them you got to give, you got to give, you got to give, you got to give, you got to give. 
Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, so shall men give unto you. Benefits of the kingdom. Turn to somebody next to tell them benefits. Number four. Number four. You got to stay away from negative people because evil communications corrupt good manners. Stop listening to the Google. Stop listening to the CNN. Stop listening to the Fox. Stop listening to the NBC, the ABC, the LBC, the LBGTQ. Stop listening to all of every of that. Stop it. Don't that this our 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 country does not revolve around what any of them have to say. The scripture says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor stand in the way of sin, nor sit in the seat of the scorn. You are blessed when you don't listen to what Suki says. When you don't listen to what Kiki says. When you don't listen to what Lulu have to say. When you don't listen to your cousin. When you don't listen to your tia. When you don't listen to abuela. When you don't listen to all of these people trying to tell you how to spend your money. Who to hook up with. What car to buy. Shut up. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, which means we ain't got no business listening to nobody that ain't godly. I ask you today, is Google godly? Is CNN godly? Is the financial analyst godly? Is the sign at the gas station godly? That's a heathen sign right there. Any sign that says $6 per gallon is from hell. Stand to your feet, I'm done. God bless you. You have an inheritance. And the problem is, is that we've forgotten what we have as citizens. When you become an employee somewhere, you know what you got coming. You know how much per hour you make. You know what your benefits are. Why did we forget being citizens of the kingdom of God that all of this stuff don't apply to us? Hello, somebody. I wish I had a witness, somebody that knew what I was talking about. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're going to be hiring next year. Um, yeah, because the country, the, the, the company is going through some um, hiring setbacks and we're doing some cutbacks in some certain area. You can cut back all you want. That don't apply to me. The God that I serve is mightier. The God that I serve is greater. The God that I serve is bigger than your cutback. Big, I wish I had a witness today, somebody that knew what I was talking about. I have to forget all of those things that are behind and I have to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I'm pressing today. I said I'm pressing today. Are you pressing or are you stressing? I'm pressing today. Turn to someone next to you tell, I'm pressing. I'm pressing today. I'm not worried about what's going on. Let me, let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you. You can play brother. It's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I know I said two or three hours. I lied. Praise the Lord. 
there was three boys. Three boys, three Hebrew boys. It was Meshach, Meshach, Shadrach, and a billy goat. And some of them caught it. The other ones didn't. It's okay. It's an old joke. It's an old joke. But they were supposed to adhere to a decree. And the decree was set down from the government. And the government said, when you hear all types of music and the high-stringed instruments, wherever you are, whatever place you may be, you must bow down in obeisance to the God, the idol that I have set up. If you don't, failure to do so will result in death. And Meshach, Shadrach, and Abilego, they said, we refuse to do your decree. I refuse to operate in that system. I understand that it's a system set up by the government, by the king at that time, that this is the law and this is the way that you want things done, but I don't operate in your system because I serve in a different kingdom. I'm a citizen of a different kingdom. Yes, even though I'm here, even though I'm here under you, King Nebuchadnezzar, I still operate as a citizen of a different kingdom. Hello, somebody. When they were found not bowing down to what the king had established, they were thrown into what we all know as the fiery furnace. Not just being thrown in the fire, but the fire being heated up seven times hotter. I don't even know if that's a thing, seven times hotter. They would like melt. That's like oxyacetylene torch or something. Something super hot. Amen, somebody. When they were brought out, after having been noticed that there was a fourth figure, which appeared to look like the Son of God, the king said, bring them boys out of there. What in the world is going on with you three boys? I done told you to operate the way I want you to do it, and you're not listening to me. I throw you in for not listening to me. You see, that's the problem. Everyone thinks that we got to do what everyone else is doing. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing. You don't have to be a part of the system of the whole going out and the rat race and the paying for the guy doing all this crazy stuff. God has you in a different hope, a different covenant. You're not a part of this system. He said, bring the boys out of there. Bring them out. Bring them boys out of there. When they came out, the scripture says that they had not a hair of their head was singed. That the power of the fire was not upon them. That their coats weren't even changed. And they didn't even have the smell of smoke upon them. Which makes me imagine that they were wrapped up in a spiritual bubble, baby. Can't you just imagine them inside a bubble? And people that didn't understand it, people that didn't understand it, were looking at these boys and saying this. Oh, they think the rules don't apply to them. boys think the rules don't apply to them that they're special guess what when they came out 
they kind of looked like they were special. Why? Because they decided to give it over to a God that was greater, a God that was mightier, a God that was bigger than anything you could think or imagine, bigger than the gas prices, bigger than the food prices, bigger than the recession, bigger than all of that. I turn to somebody and I tell them the rules don't apply to me. I live in a different kingdom. I'm an alien citizen here. And everything that you're saying, I hear it, but it doesn't apply to me. Because the God that I serve, he gives me benefits. He gives me benefits. I got benefits. I don't need that. Every hand lifted up all over this place. Every hand, every hand. Come on. God doesn't want you caught up in what's going on in the world. You have a different hope. Every voice lifted up. Every voice, every voice. Just begin to speak in tongues. Come on, come on. Every voice, every hand lifted up today. Somebody, would you thank him? Come on, somebody, would you thank him? Come on, somebody, would you give him praise? Would you thank him today? Come on, would you thank him today? Would you thank him today? Come on, we don't have to leave this place the same way we walked in. The presence of God is here to change your mind, change your outlook, change your mindset. Come on, this altar is open. This altar is open. Come on, come on, come on. Would you pray, 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 pray? If you don't have the Holy Ghost, right now is the time. Leaders, would you bring somebody? Come on, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, come. Come on, if you haven't spoken tongues in a long time, come forward to this altar. Leaders, 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 come on. Come on, come on, come on. Jesus is in the house. 